You're about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast. Have you been so busy that you've forgotten what time of year it is? Let me give you a hint. Couture, quadrilles, and cutthroat competition. That's right. It's time for Cotillion. Hey guys, welcome back to Three Gossip Girls, a Gossip Girl podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Michelle. Tonight, as promised, we watched season three, episode nine. They shoot Humphreys, don't they? Original air date, November 9th, 2009. Written by Amanda Lasher, directed by Allison McLean. Jenny sets her sights on landing the hottest escort for Cotillion. Dan is upset when Olivia contemplates leaving school. And many other things to come after that. That was a very light summary. And I mean light summary. Very light. In honor of Graham Collins, the extra special date for Cotillion, I made a Tom Collins and named it Graham Collins for the class. So good. It was so good. It came to me as soon as we started watching as soon as I started watching, you know, for the first time, I was like, yes, that's so perfect because I love a Tom Collins. Me too. Not the, ugh, I hate that really sweet and sour mix most of the time, but we made it fresh with lemon juice and lime juice and agave. So it really wasn't that like, wait, was there sweet. just lemons and limes? Lemons, limes, agave, gin, and I topped it off with new guys. If you haven't had, LaCroix makes hibiscus flavor and it's, Pretty delicious. This is a delicious cocktail. Yeah, it was really, really good. I wish I had some like fresh herbs to like. What herb would you put in there? I probably put like a thyme sprig. You would? Yeah, I did. I got inspired online, so I should do that. It just makes it pretty, and then you can eat it if you really want to. Yeah, or even just a lemon. But you should do that for your housewarming. I should. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we open up the episode. It's Cotillion rehearsal. As I promised, it was Cotillion. And you Michelle's did like, wow, that. they love Cotillion on this show. I'm like, they, Josh and Stephanie love Cotillion. It's also interesting to me to see how different shows do Cotillion. Gossip Girl, no, Gilmore Girls, sorry, it's like the GG, the GG. Yes. Gilmore Girls did, go- did Cotillion all dressed in white. It was very proper. Yeah. Similar to the OC. Very white, mm-hmm. white gowns. It's like a coming out. This was yeah. a little bit more like... Even though it's always social status, this was kind of just like battle of the queens and whoever like had the most impressive. Yeah, and and, and dance. I, right, and I know we discussed this on OC because we were talking about did we make cotillion? We didn't. We didn't no. go through that. I don't know anyone in my life that has done cotillion. Right, I think, and I might be mixing up people, but I think Tish. Said she went through something I similar. I believe right? she said that. Girl, you'll you'll correct us, yeah. or you maybe submitted in your comments. But in Gilmore Girls and in the OC, it was a sit down event, and it was very important for the parents to do this, right? And then the dads escort them, right? Usually, and then you have your white knights that yes. dance with you, right? The white knights. So this one seemed very to me thrown together. Mm-hmm. And when it actually takes place, everybody, the parents 
don't seem like there's a lot of them. It doesn't seem like the parents are in conversation with each other. They're just standing. Yeah. There's not even a staircase to come down. Not that that's necessary, but it's dramatic. This wasn't an impressive cotillion. I didn't under... The feeling behind it of there would be embarrassment if you didn't do it wasn't there. Yeah. I totally agree. It was lacking something. Yeah. Just lacking some finesse. Yeah. So we start out... The rehearsals are happening. All of the potential escorts for these women, for these girls, I should say, are there. But Jenny still doesn't have anyone to walk with. She requests Graham Collins because he's like the hottest guy on the Upper East Side right now. He's the Nate of this year. And he's one of the five families, right? Because they explain that. Yeah, he he's of the social st- status. Yeah. Of, of the Upper East Side, mm-hmm. whatever that means right? to them. Lily is at the rehearsal. She's pretty much leading everything. And Jenny has to explain to her that she doesn't have her escort quite yet. And so she can't really practice with anyone. And so Lily says, you can practice with the choreographer. And also, it probably will help you since you know, you're you- new to this world. And Jenny at first is confused because she's like, we're all new to this world. And Lily's like, well, no, like this is... So vastly different from what your old life was. And also, you can need you need the help. <laughs> yeah. Eric is there. He ends up meeting a girl named Kira, who our friend Tim's younger sister, Morgan, is a spitting image of her. Every time she opened up her mouth, Michelle and I are like, oh, my God, she's so Morgan. She could be straight up related to Tim and his she family. She could be in their family. Totally. She is a student at Constance, and they discuss how pretty much their parents set them up as being Erica's her escort, and she knows Jenny, of course, and really wants to be on her good side since she's the queen. Naturally. Yeah, and she's determined to get Jenny to notice her. Even in the beginning of the episode, she's like, hey, Jenny, and Jenny completely ignores her, and she's like, hey, Jenny, like, I'm here, and nothing from Jenny. She tells Eric that she heard Jenny wants Graham Collins as her date, and it just so happens that he lives in her building. She's known him forever. She could totally put in a favor. But then Eric kind of makes it weird, saying, well, I know Graham, too. We went to Camp Suisse together, but, like, Jenny doesn't want help. That's not the type of person that she is, so don't, like, meddle in it. And so the audience, you're like, wait, that wasn't... That was definitely not said before, so what's Eric up to? Right. And even Kira, she's like, "Mm, I'm going to go do things my own way, and she does text Graham. Jenny heads outside the ballroom to start practicing so that no one will see her fumbling and doing whatever she's doing. Eric sees her and does give her some sweet dancing tips, even though at this point I'm like, wait, what's your motive here? I know. feels weird, but he's acting very sweet to her. And even Jenny's saying, you don't have to act so nice to me. I've been awful to you. So at least she admits that, but doesn't really understand why Eric's being so nice. And Jenny says that this is like the absolute biggest chance she has and she can't ruin it because everyone sees her as that girl from Brooklyn. And in order to get completely rid of that reputation she needs to really have like this really awesome date and be good at the dancing and just have the whole package but at this point isn't she queen at constance she is so what's the- all of the other girls there are also like queens of their school so it's not necessarily just constance it's a lot of other schools in the area that are like prestigious schools that have their own queens 
So all of these girls are pretty much the Jenny Humphrey of their school. Right. And so in order to be like top of the Upper East Side, she kind of really has to beat out these girls, even though Cantillion is not a competition. But I guess in this world, right. it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. She also wishes that Eric could be her escort because obviously she's comfortable with him, but he says he's dancing with Kira, but that she should go with Jonathan because he's a Whitney, which is a very prestigious family as well, and it would be very impressive. So she's like, okay, if you if you could get him to do that for me because I haven't been so nice to him. And Eric's like, well, I'll talk to him. So he promises to talk to Jonathan. Jenny goes off to do whatever she was doing, telling her minions, like, hey, call off the search for my escort. When she's gone, though, her phone is left in Eric's presence and Graham texts Jenny in which he replies that she doesn't need a date anymore. She already got her own, but acting as Jenny. So now Graham's like, okay, Jenny doesn't need me as her date. Weird. What did you think to begin in this scenario? Honestly, I don't understand Eric's angle. I was like, we're getting back at her, but then why would you offer up Jonathan? Right, and then you're help. Like, why are you putting Jonathan in this situation? The whole thing is quite confusing to it, me. To for a a guy to be an escort or a knight, right? Do you earn some sort of social status from that? So is this because then Jonathan would become in good graces again? Because she literally hired her minions to to egg him last episode. Right. I think, I think it's mostly pressure on the girls to find someone who is of social status so yeah jonathan he's a whitney so therefore it would look good even though to blair that's like you're you're taking your stepbrother's boyfriend which right but even if he does look good how come he's okay this week and last week he wasn't right no it's not okay this is the whole issue with Jenny. And it seems to be an issue with Jonathan, with, uh, not Jonathan, Eric, too. Like, this week we're okay. Next week we're not okay. We can use people as, like, however we... Pawns. Yeah, exactly. And I'm also just curious about this Graham dude. What happened to Cam? Right? I want to know, too. So later on, Eric arrives home to be part of the cotillion dinner that's been thrown by Lily, and he's trying to convince Jonathan to be Jenny's date. And of course, Jonathan's like, I don't want to. She's a monster. She's, what did he call her? Darth Vader. And then he's like, well, maybe she can still be Anakin. We can probably try and, you know, get her before she turns into Darth Vader. (laughs) (laughs) And Jonathan's like, okay, I'll do it. Just for Eric, really. So Kira is trying to talk to Jenny at the party and she mentions Graham and how she knows him and how Jenny is so cool for taking someone else and doesn't need Graham. And Jenny's like, wait, what are you talking about? And Kira said, well, I told Eric that I knew Graham and he said you didn't want my help and you had another date. And so when she hears this, she like pushes Kira out of the way, like shoves her with her with her shoulder and goes up to Eric to confront him. It was so Bitch. rude, too, because in the beginning when Kira introduces herself, Jenny's like, yeah, I've seen you around. Like, I know who you are. But she was nice about it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's just like switches. Yeah, it was awful. And she really knocks into her. And she goes up to Eric, tells, he says to her, I was trying to get you to pick the right person because I kind of knew that you wouldn't. Like, you weren't going to make the right decision, so I made it for you. This is just so Weird. strange. It's so strange. It's so strange. I know. I could. I don't understand 
the motive here? Yeah, I don't either. If you guys can explain, please let us and know. And it's like, but... are you, if you're trying to get back at her, I understand that. But then having Jonathan involved, how does, why are we using right, him? Right, like, why are you using him as a pawn? Does it look better for him because he's with Jenny? Or is it because you're using him? I, I really don't know. Yeah, I, I truly don't, really, don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Also, Eric doesn't believe Graham is a good guy. He went to Camp Suisse with him. And so Jenny's like, wait, you know him? You knew him this whole time and you didn't help me in the beginning. And then Blair comes over to her. And at this point, Serena has given Blair the duty of being Jenny's mentor, which originally was Serena, but now it's Blair. And Blair comes over and she's like, oh, Graham Collins, I approve of this guy. You can totally take him to Cotillion because Jenny's set out now to bring him because she knows that he's available and that's who she wants. And so she fires Blair on the spot saying, I already got Graham. I already have this, this, and this. I don't need you anymore. And Blair's like, bitch. Like, nobody talks that way to Blair Waldorf. And then Kira, Eric, and Blair are like sitting in a circle, standing in a circle, and they're looking at each other like, she's not going to get away with this. Let's fill in everyone on really what happened in Blair's morning. (laughs) She wasn't the worst this episode. She wasn't. No, she wasn't. She was her typical Blair self. So that morning, Blair arrives at the Empire to potentially spend the day with Chuck. However, Chuck's having a lost weekend with Nate to celebrate Nate actually moving into the penthouse And so Blair is like, wait, I didn't approve this last weekend. And he's like, I'd rather be doing so many other things and like watching girls strip and drinking. Blair's like, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure, Chuck. Yeah, right? I know. Sure, Jan. Sure. (laughs) So Chuck is like, wait, I thought you were going to Cotillion anyway. Blair's like, I'm not going to that. I don't want to run into Serena. And mentions that she's mentoring some uh, some girl as well. And Chuck still encourages her to go to Lily's event anyway because Serena just might apologize that night. You never know. Serena might apologize. Like, come on, Chuck. How many times does Serena apologize? How many, how many times does Serena need to apologize? Why does Serena have to apologize? Yeah. It's something else. Yeah. Blair ends up going to the cotillion dinner at Lily's and she heads over right to Serena waiting for this apology because she thinks it's going to happen. And Serena's like, yeah, go see who your mentor is, like who your mentee is. I don't want anything to do with you. And so both of them are arguing and like children and Blair can't believe that Jenny actually picked Serena as her mentor and thinks that she's making a poor decision, of course. Right. And Serena just ends up just giving it to Je- to Blair. Like, here, Jenny, you can have Blair. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't want to deal with you this. You win. She's like, I'm leaving, actually. I'm going to my job. So we spoke about the incident with Jenny and how she fired Blair. The next day, Blair arrives at the Empire to get her dress ready for Cotillion. She talks to Nate and Chuck about how she didn't patch up things with Serena, but she's also weirdly calm. And everyone's like, uh... Last time she was like this, <laughs> Serena left for boarding school and she wasn't handling it well. And so Chuck now knows that the girls still haven't made up. And he decides to text Serena from Blair's phone saying that she misses her and can we please talk? It's also interesting <laughs> how he tells Nate because Nate's like, what are they fighting about? And he's like, pretty much they both love each other so much. So much. And the other one can't understand how much the other loves each other. And, you know, Chuck, this is sweet. It's sweet kinda. that you, like, are so in tune Yeah, to that. that's a good like, way to you understand it. the fight and you're not like, oh, it's some girl's, like, petty bullshit. Because he understands 
Blair. He's the only one. And he really does understand Serena. And so he puts it upon himself to be like the fixer of them. Because, I mean, hey, it's getting Blair off his case, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's a win-win for everyone. So Blair heads over to the Waldorf residence to start makeover on Kira because her new project is to dethrone Jenny and make Kira the queen bee, even though it's like, okay, this Kira is, sorry, a nobody right. more than everyone else there. And like she also, le- less than everyone else And she there. also has no following. That's it. So they, they she made a project out of it and she compares comically her situation Kira and Jenny to Serena and Blair and how it's similar. And Kira's like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) A little bit of Serena's morning. She interviews for a job at Tripp's office, being that she quit her publicist job. And of course, Tripp gives her the job right on the spot in which she can start on Monday. They reminisce about their past and some childhood mishap where he injured her and now she has a scar because of it. And you can tell The two of them have a load of history growing up together, and there is definitely some chemistry there. For sure. Yeah. So after Serena's fight with Blair at the cotillion dinner, she ends up just heading out and bringing some food to Trip, knowing that he must be hungry. He's working late hours. And so the two of them are getting ready to kind of eat and they're talking. And then one of Trip's coworkers comes in, and Trip immediately gets really defensive and nervous like you need to go this was a mistake i'll see you monday and you should like take orders from your direct boss like don't bother me on monday and serena's like okay it's almost like a light bulb went off in him like oh shit this is not right yeah he immediately even though he knew this from you you know in your gut right like the whole purpose of him hiring her was to help her out because the other coworker at that point was like, I didn't know we were hiring. We didn't have any jobs open. He's like, I'm just helping her out. Like we always can need the help. So it's like he approached her for that. So he already knows what he's doing as much as he's trying to fight it. He kind of got himself in a bad way there. Yeah. As we said before, Chuck sneakily texts Serena. And so at that moment she goes and excuses herself thinking she's going to meet up with Blair. So Next day is Cotillion. Blair is very happy with her work on Kira, even though Kira is hesitant that she won't be able to take Jenny down. But Blair has a very special escort set up for her, a.k.a. Graham Collins, even though that was supposed to be Jenny's escort. Cotillion has begun, and all of the guests are starting to arrive, include Nate, including Nate. <laughs> Why was Why Nate, Nate there? Random Nate. I get the girls were the mentors, Chuck ended up just coming randomly at the end, but then Nate was there for whatever reason. And Paget wasn't there. No. Like, why was Weird, Nate? because wouldn't you want to see your... Not that he would, but I would more so believe Padge being there. I mean, that Jenny's... It's Jenny's cotillion. Like, Same. that's your sister. Right. So and weird. Eric is there. So it's like a family thing. Yeah, Lily weird. is hosting it or in charge of it. I don't know why they did that, but Kira <laughs> well. is... Well, we know why they did it, but yeah. Kira's practicing with Blair and dancing when Nate comes over to give her a note that's from Chuck saying to meet him upstairs in the lounge. So even though Blair seems like the mastermind of this plan, Eric was the one to get Graham to ditch Jenny, telling him what happens at Camp Suisse doesn't stay at Camp Suisse. What the whole happened Whatever to Whatever that freaking means. Do we ever find out? 
No, I don't think so. Because this is probably not Yeah, it's like not important, but it's important to us. Yeah. So Blair does set out to meet Chuck, but meets Serena instead, who claims that she's been waiting over a half hour to talk to Blair, and both of them are confused and realize that Chuck must have set them up again. They back into the elevator to go downstairs. However, Chuck has stalled the elevator, leaving them to work out their issues. And, of course, the two of them do so and Blair asks what the text to Serena said and Serena says that it said that you were sorry and that you missed me and Blair says well did you text me back and Serena just nods her head like yes I did so the two of them talk about Serena's father and how she might be into trip <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad she finally said something to someone yeah because it could go really badly yeah I mean it will eventually go really badly but she, if she didn't get it out, she might just continue thinking what she's doing is right, even though she knows it's not right. I feel Serena just falls for oh every guy God. she comes in contact with. Yeah. Any guy that thinks that she's attractive, she finds attractive, it's like, oh my God, that's it. But that's every guy it's who every doesn't guy. find Serena attractive. It's every guy, yeah. And then they do talk about her father, like I said, which is great because Blair had no idea right. that Serena was going through this. Pretty much nobody else knew except for Carter. And the two of them do make up. And Blair makes Serena promise not to get involved with Trip, And she's going to watch out for her and make sure that when they leave, they have dinner together and the two of them spend the night together. And so Serena ends up leaving, saying that she's going to quit her job with Trip. But we're talking, why couldn't she have just called him or just texted him like, hey, you know what? It's actually not going to work. It's also after hours. And There's it's after no hours. You need to do this You right don't now. need to go. Go on, mo- go on Monday morning or Tuesday morning, whatever day it was. When people are in the office. Yeah. It's, ooh, it's really cringy. Chuck is happy to hear that they made up. And, and he was listening the whole time. He was listening the whole time. Just to make in sure the that the two of them said what they needed to say. So downstairs... During Cotillion, they're announcing the Debs, and as Jenny is about to walk up, Graham is going is announced with her, but then the announcer takes it back and says, no, Graham's actually walking down with Kira, leaving Jenny alone. So Jenny's super embarrassed, and she runs off the line like, oh my god, I don't know what to do. This is awful. And so Rufus is trying to console her and asks her, like, hey, do you want to walk again? When which Jenny's like, this is social suicide, Dad. Like, you don't understand. I can't do that. Or Rufus. Right? He's like, I'm sorry. I don't get any of this. <laughs> and so she believes Blair is the one that did this and took away Graham from her. And then she just says that she, she's probably just mad that I fired her. And De- Eric doesn't really deny it. He's just like, oh, Jenny makes a phone call to someone who we don't know at that point, but she asks, hey, are you still here? And it's Nate, right? We knew this was coming because... We did. I mean, this was like... Nate if he wasn't there, you know? So just as Blair and Serena are heading back to the ballroom, they witness that Jenny's getting escorted by Nate. Blair then approaches them after saying that she really didn't see this one coming, and Jenny claims that she learned from the best, And then all of her minions come over saying, like, every other debutante wants to get to know you, Jenny, because, like, they're so in awe that you got Nate Archibald, a college guy, to be your escort. Blah, blah, blah. Come on. This is so, so silly. It's so silly. Yeah. So Jonathan ends up coming to Cotillion to tell Eric that he's pretty much just flat out disappointed in his actions. He can't believe that Eric would stoop so low 
to Jenny's level and he wants to break up with him. This sucks. It does suck. And again, as I'm watching it, I was like, okay, Jonathan, maybe Eric, I don't really know what Eric's motive was here. Is it just to get back at Jenny? Is this like, I'm pissed off at you? Right. But why would you use Jonathan as a pawn? That's what throws me there. Mm-hmm. W- were you trying to, what were you trying to do? Yeah. I don't know. I do not know. Jenny then comes over to smooth things over with Jonathan and asks him, hey, you want to come with us to dinner? We're going to Serafina. And he's like, no, of course, and declines, which poor Eric. But maybe not poor Eric. I don't know, right? You know? I, don't, I have no idea, dude, where you're at. Yeah. And then to make matters worse, she goes over to Kira and like threatens her saying, if you try anything like that again, I'm going to like do something to you next time, please. So then Eric and Kira are looking at Jenny and Eric says she's not going to get away with it next time. Okay, whatever that means. (laughs) (laughs) One of our last scenes, we have Serena heads over to Tripp's office, as we said, to quit. And he pretty much begs her that he'll be professional and that she should stay because she totally needs this opportunity. Okay. The two of them promise to keep it friendly and then Blair storms in like, Serena, I thought we were having dinner and clearly didn't have faith that Serena would quit. Well, I mean, it's Serena after all. And plus, like, you guys are supposed to get dinner. I do the same exact thing to my best friend. Yeah, like, hello. We had plans together. Don't, you know, uh, cancel on me. And so... Serena's like, Blair, I'm fine. We're fine. Like, I'll call you tomorrow. It's like, well, no, you no, have plans. No. You have plans. And you just made up with your best friend. And he prom so Trip promises her, I'm not gonna try anything. Right. But then he We're rubs her scar. Yeah. He and takes her like, hand. He literally says, I'm not going across the line. And as he said that, he's literally walking towards her more. And they hand, they give a handshake, like, oh, I can't wait to, you know, work with you. And he touches her scar, and things are very flirtatious. Not and then that's him. what makes her decide to stay. And she stays, yeah. Rufus and Lily arrive home after Cotillion, and Lily tells Rufus to go to bed because she has a few things that she needs to sign for Bass Industries, and Rufus is saying, like, I don't understand what this whole Cotillion hobble blue is. This whole world. It's bizarre to me, and she's like, go to sleep. I'll see you, and I'll be up in a minute. And so she heads over to her desk, and in a pile of letters and, uh, you know, mail is... A letter addressed to Serena from Dr. Vanderwood. The father. The father. So we are getting it. Yes. I'm excited for that. Okay. So now all of the cotillion issue, not even issue. This is the issue coming up. All of the cotillion (laughs) drama is out of the way. Yeah. And what we have to discuss is the reason I stopped watching Gossip Girl. Back in 20, 2009. Um, so at NYU, Pad, Olivia, and Vanessa are cramming for exams, and they get interrupted by a group of guys who are obsessed with the Endless Nights trilogy and Olivia. And apparently there have been rumors going around that there's going to be a fourth installment to the movie series. However, Olivia hasn't heard anything yet, and it's always just a rumor. It's been rumored for years, and so... She's like, I would have gotten a phone call already. And she looks at her phone and there's like six missed calls. And she's like, shit, (laughs) it might be happening. (laughs) 
So she reveals to them that her family and her agent and everyone is saying, you know, you, you got to do this movie. And what she does agree. I grew up on these sets. This is something very important to me. I, you know, I, I guess I should do it. And so the two of them, well, the three of them together are, are quite sad that they don't really get to spend the rest of their college career together, or at least the end of this year together, because right. she says that she could come back in the fall. Yeah. So in order to have a great finale to her college experience for the year, they decide to follow this 15 things you do before you graduate college list that Vanessa saw in some article in a newspaper. So they start out their journey with like beer pong and drinking games and they have thrown this party in like Olivia and Vanessa's dorm room. Yeah. And after they've done all of their things on the list, she tells them, like, I think I am going. Like, she's made her decision. It's solidified. I'm going. And I need to leave next week. And so they continue their list, and they're saddened by it. But then they decide to spend time together and go back to the Brooklyn loft. I That's don't really where they were, right? They're in Padge's yeah. Lodge. I don't really understand Lodge. why. <laughs> Lodge. <laughs> yeah. I, apartment. They left... They left their own party. Was that their party? I mean, I think so. It looked like it was their dorm room. Maybe Which I was just like mistaken. the dormitory, maybe? maybe. Yeah. So they left to go hang out just together because I guess they're like, we don't care about these people. We want to spend our, my last few nights at college together. Fine. Totally fine. So while they're hanging out, they realize they only got fif- 14 out of 15 tasks completed. And Olivia's like, I'm not leaving here without completing all 15. What's the last task I have to include? And on the newspaper, it says that you should have a threesome in college. So none of them have had one before. Olivia says she did one in a movie, but, you know, that's only acting. Yeah, it doesn't count. And... It was kind of like this unspoken agreement that they were going to do that. I feel also they're <laughs> drinking and they're, they're drinking. all looking at each other, yeah. giving each other the eye. And so Olivia decides to kick back the rest of her drink. She's like, if I'm going to do this, I need to be as drunk as I possibly can. And she looks at Dan and she kisses him because that is her boyfriend. And then she like looks at Vanessa and she's like, okay, your turn until she kisses Vanessa. But then what is probably the worst part of it all is that Vanessa and Dan kiss each other. This is the problem. This is the problem. And I will never forget my reaction to this watching it for the first time. I have in no way, shape, or form are passing any judgments towards people who have a sexual fluid life and like we're not sex shaming here no it's the fact that this is his best friend and her roommate a line is crossed a line is crossed here that you can never take back you can never take this back like if you're gonna have a threesome and it's you and your partner and you want to do it with someone else like completely pick a random ass person like someone you don't know doesn't know anything about you and then you don't have to see them every day and remember like what their kissing was like and it's uh, it's just really bad situation. And I remember watching this with my sister. Mind you, I was probably 19. She was, what, then 15? Watching this, 
bad parenting, Cindy. But uh, I mean, I guess at that point it was like irrelevant, you know, but we were like, wait, what? This is not happening. It's mm. Yeah. You know, okay, so I didn't know what I was going to expect right, because I, for this. I put her in a situation where she was like, I have no idea where it's going. And don't worry, guys, I got her raw reaction. You got my raw reaction, but as I sit on, on it, I just, I think, I don't know why, but it doesn't rile me up as much as another situation would. Oh. I think this is incredibly... I feel like I could see where they're going with this. Like you said, in college, you experiment. Totally. But now, and I guess this is to create the drama. Right. Olivia leaves, and now you have your best friend. And best friend that you've seen naked. And that you've done things <laughs> and with. And that you've done things with. I so mean, I don't know how far. it's not really their best friend. I mean, yes, of course, it's your best friend. But now you guys have like a history of. We had a threesome. Being intimate with each other. And if you're open and sexual about that, that's fine. But that's not that's, how these two characters that's not are. How they are. That's not how they are. Especially Vanessa, who's had feelings for him. Right. She told him the first time we meet him, meet her, that she loved him at one point. Or she's, she, she did. Right. So that oh, is just super crazy. And now the thing is the movie, well... Got right, and so then the last scene of the of the episode is that they're all sleeping, passed out, and Olivia does get a text from Casey saying that the movie is a no go, and so you can pretty much stay at college. Which it's like, okay, now we thought Olivia was leaving, and now we have to deal for the rest of the school year with like a situation that it's happened. like they, this can go two ways. We can either move past this and be like, oh, this is what we did, and we're you know, more enlightened from this experience and this is how it's going to go or this is going to be a fucking situation and we shouldn't have done it because perhaps we shouldn't have threesomes with best friends. Right. And out of this, like, Padge won because he got to have a threesome with two hot babes. Right. Yeah. But that is all we have left to talk about. So after you watched this, you were like, fuck off, I was like, wow. Because for some reason back then, I remember starting season three and not being as into it as I was come one and two, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Watching it again, though, this time around, I don't really understand maybe why I felt that way back then. But as soon as this happened, and again, I'm not like saying this is something wrong. Or I was just like, wait, what? what? Yeah. They're doing this. That was like so unnecessary to me. And so I was just like... My sister and I both like looked at each other and I was like, I'm good for a while. Like, I don't need right, to. Right. And then I was like, well, I guess I'll finish the season. But that was m- months and months and months later. And so my sister and I watched like and finished it up. And then she continued to finish the series because she's like, oh, I might as well do it. Right, right. Plus, she really loves the end of season three. Okay. One of her favorite like episodes of the whole series. Wow. Yeah. So cool. Um, yeah, it was just a weird and like something that is burned in my brain. I will never, ever forget it. <laughs> well, ever. it seemed to be in the chat. People were saying like, it's an episode you don't forget. It's not an episode I ever have to rewatch. Right. You never have to rewatch it. There's nothing in this episode I will n- that unless let's just say like even like if you're a chair stand, there's nothing chair worthy of this in this episode. If you like, let's say you ship 
Nate and Jenny still. There's really nothing there for this. Maybe you ship Trip and Vanessa, uh, Trip and Serena. Again, like there's nothing here epic wise, storyline wise that you ever need to go back to in this, in this season. It's so true. Yeah. So call it maybe a filler episode, if you will. However, what happens with Jenny does definitely set us up for more Jenny. And what happens between the three, next episode, it will be addressed. Okay, and good. Are, Thank you for saying that because you know how happen. Yeah. I'm constantly like, are we yeah. going to address that? Right. But we do have people who want to ask you questions. Okay, so cool. we'll take a break and awesome. we'll come back. Okay. And I'm Josh. And together we are Bloody Date Night. Bloody Date Night asks the question, can a whore expert show his whore novice? Who do you call it a whore novice? Horror movies that he loves and she's seeing for the first time. It's about what happens when you introduce the person you love to the thing you love and they're probably going to hate it. Just like me with taxes. We're Bloody Date Night. Give us a listen. (laughs) (laughs) Get your headphones on and bebop time. Welcome back from break. I tried getting my sister on the phone. Hopefully, I will be Uh, able to edit this episode where we have spoken to her, or at least I have spoken to her. That way, you guys can hear her reaction. I want to hear her reaction. Because I did promise, but she's like, ah, life got in the way. I'm eating dinner. I'm like, okay, this is my podcast. So (laughs) I'm more important. Come on, man. So I'll start off with trivia. As always, the episode title is based off the movie They Shoot Horses, Don't They? Which is an awful title for a movie. I never (laughs) heard of that movie. Me neither. The first boy offered to Jenny is Colby Schriffler, a 6'2 student at York Preparatory School. Hmm, Preparatory. Preparatory. Eric met Graham at Camp Suisse, the same place Serena met Aaron Rose. Remember Aaron? Ugh, yeah. Who could forget Aaron Rose? Leighton Meester's song, Somebody to Love, plays during Olivia and Vanessa's dorm party. So I guess it was their party. Music, we had Bitch by Plasticines, Bow and Arrow by Amour, I Am Down by Plasticines, Underneath My Skin by Cella Project, Questions and Panthers by One for the Team, Somebody to Love by Leighton Meester, featuring Robin Thicke. Mm-hmm. All right, questions and comments. Mike at Dell underscore Vasto on Instagram thinks Holly's dad punching Jimmy at Cotillion was way more eventful than this Cotillion. Yeah. OC reference for those of you who don't know what we're talking about. 100%. It's a Josh and Stephanie. They must just love their Cotillion and they want to add it to whatever they, you know. Cotillion was so much better and we also meet Anna. So I know. Cotillion is so much better on the OC. His question. How about that threesome? He found it cringy, as did Jess, and wonders what will 
happen the next day. Right. And they're all just cuddling in bed. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow? I think they're going to wake up and have like awkward coffee. Like, wow, that was something. (laughs) And then Olivia's going to look at her phone and be like, oh, wow, I'm actually not leaving. And be like, okay. And then she's going to leave. And then Padge and Vanessa are going to be like, do we talk about this? Do we not? And then does it come out? Does Vanessa somehow say something to Olivia of like, yeah, like I had used to have feelings for him. And then they all have to deal with this. Mm, it's a yeah. mess, guys. It is a mess. Like it's if you guys sure were mess. just strangers having a threesome or if you were just friends who were on the same level, but I don't think we're emotionally on the same level here. And that's the problem. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Totally. Going into it, I, you thought this was like a one-time deal. Even though Padge and Vanessa, I think, just went with the flow. They wouldn't have done this on their own. Olivia was definitely driving this. She totally was. And because why would two best friends who have to deal with each other every day and have such a history do this? Right. Unless you were super curious, which is just curiosity at a young age. Yeah. All of it. So true. All of it's so true. Jess at Mrs. Boquist says, this is one of her favorite episodes of the season because we start to really see the turn of Jenny. Whoa. I think Jess likes an evil Jenny. Wow. (laughs) She says it's very unexpected from Eric's character to manipulate Jenny, and she thinks it was quite glorious. (laughs) Yes. I just don't understand the point of it. Right. Same. She also doesn't hate that Nate stepped up to save Jenny in the end. I'm nothing to that. I'm nothing to that as well. Thank you, Jess. Yes. Tish at Letitia underscore Dominique says that I had her nervous about this episode when teasing it last week, and she was super surprised regardless. (laughs) Tish said as soon as she saw the three of them sitting on the floor, she begged them not to, but they did it anyway. I did too. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh no. I was having feelings. Same. It's like, you get that like, ooh, I feel something bad. Oh no. Oh no. She says, Chuck is still adulting, but what happened to my sweet Eric? Not sure how to feel. Yeah. Same. She gave it two glasses of gossip. There were a few deleted scenes in this episode. Dan and Vanessa walk into Olivia reading fan fan letters, and they talk about her taking the movie and how they are the only ones that understand her. Another scene is Eric and Kira in the elevator, and, and Kira states she always wanted to be friends with Jenny, but she's so mean, and Eric says that it's only a recent thing and hopes that it stops. I don't really see why we need any of those scenes, but okay. <laughs> Michelle, do you think Lily will open the letter from Serena's dad? I think she'll hide it. Mm. Okay, so when's Serena getting that letter? Yeah, I know. <laughs> which really just slows down my It slows down that daddy of, that daddy storyline. And I think she either either Lily will hide it or Lily's going to be like, Hey Serena, this came. I didn't open it. Why I want you to open this in front of me. Right, because as she far know. as she's concerned, Serena has had zero contact with her father. So why all of a sudden? So why all of a sudden? He must want something for you. I don't like it. So get rid of it. Yeah. We'll see. Vic at Muse Chick says, oh, my God, that's what three meant. It's <laughs> going to be so awkward now that Olivia isn't leaving. Vic liked how Serena opened up about her dad to Blair, and she's glad they're friends again. I really don't care if they're friends or not at this point because. Yeah, I don't either. It's like they. It's like every other episode, and you know they're going to be friends again. So why are we doing this? Right. And does this stop? Does this ever? I don't think so. I to also be feel like the writers just have not decided to evolve anyone. No. 
But then except they, for Chuck, no. Sort but of. what I was gonna say is they just decided, you know what? We don't actually want Chuck to be an asshole anymore. <laughs> We're just gonna totally forget that ever happened. Right? He's the one. We we want to focus on him more. I don't know. I really don't. I wish I knew. I wish we could interview them. Maybe one day. Yeah. Um. She doesn't like where it's going with Trip and Serena. How far do you think Eric will go? Her question. And what are three things you would have put on a college graduation checklist? So how far do you think Eric will go well, to stop Jenny? I don't know, man, because I still don't understand his motivation behind it. Yeah. I would understand it of, hey, you hurt me and my boyfriend, but then he used his boyfriend. So now I'm like, right. are you what, are you trying to rise? Are you just playing this tit for tat? Like, the only way I could think of it and relate is with siblings. Like, yeah, I used to do this shit with my sister. Sometimes I knew I was being petty, but for some reason I just had to do it because mm-hmm. it was in my blood. <laughs> I don't have that anymore. I don't know why. Uh, I don't when know. you're a teenager, I guess you do. But it's, like he's that. not even, if it was like sister and sister or girl versus girl, because girls are so petty. But Eric, why? What are you doing? He wants to teach her a lesson, wants to take her down. For what? I would say to her, because he hurt your boyfriend, but then you just used your boyfriend. So I'm not sure. And he says to her, like, as far as I'm concerned, I don't want you in either of my worlds. Yeah. So So now all of a sudden you're like talking to her again. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, I guess have like your friends close, your enemies closer. Right. But also then Jonathan gets in the way of that. Who knows? Who knows? But do you have three things you would put on a college checklist before you graduate? Tough, because I didn't go away to college. Same. Like, we got that commuter school experience. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, things that I would put on is travel. Yeah. If you can study abroad. Right, if you can study abroad, that would be awesome, because you're still learning, sort of, and you're getting that experience of being somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know. Did did anybody send theirs? I don't know what's really to be said (laughs) about that. You guys let us know for next week. That would be fun to have... To read off whatever yeah, and if you are. if you went to college and you dormed, like what was a big thing to do in the dorms? We I don't know. I would mine just like study abroad. I'm assuming that typical, not to like stereotype, but like a a Greek party, or you know, you're all oh. in togas. Well, or I had like, a toga party, yeah, or you know, just playing beer pong or drinking games or doing drugs. Like, I don't know. What do you do when you're in college these days? What do you do? (laughs) What do you guys do in college? We had house parties. We had backyard parties. We played beer pong. Yeah, like we did the same thing. We just didn't. And we did it without like parent supervision too. It wasn't like our moms were around. It was, no, you did it because you could and you were in college. But I remember I went to a college party. It was the soccer house. In NYIT, and I think like fifteen kids left lived in this house. Oh God! And so gross. What was his name? Actually, he's a director now, and he's directed some some movies, like you know, D level movies, but still movies you probably would have heard of, and actors you know. And I remember my friend Nick. He was like, "You need to go chum it up with him." And I was like, okay. So I shared a joint with him <laughs> and he talked about his guinea pig. And that was my. That was because, your networking. Because outside of you guys, like we all, you know, Liz and I have a friend group that we're still friends with. And yeah. that's who we party with. Right. All of our parties. Always. Everybody who hosts the parties, but we're all the same group. 
forever. Forever. Like, and still happens. And still like that. I mean, like, we've definitely gotten less rowdy. And oh, yeah, for lot, sure. A lot sleepier, but. Yeah. But it's the same group. Same group. So that was my college. Yeah. Like venturing out, talking to different people yeah. that aren't your friend circle. I can't remember his fucking name. I know he had a guinea pig. <laughs> I don't know. But we'll anyway, that, that was like my... And then the party I told you about that I went to aunt's friends and yeah. they all stay in the room and I pretend to be someone else. So great. That was a fun I love one. Love it. But that's not college. It's just like right. young. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys let us know. I'd love yes. to read them next week. Thank you to everyone who sent us their questions Thank and comments. You. We'll head over to fashion and headbands. I had 10. Where, where, how did I get so many? I had three. Jess also had three. I could be in my wrong notes or something for that because looking back, I saw Kira had one, Blair, Blair had one, Minions maybe, but I don't know how I got 10 to be honest. Maybe a cotillion? Wow. I think this is probably wrong. Okay. <laughs> but I really enjoyed Serena's navy blazer that she wore to her interview with Trip. I I did like Jenny's hair. It looked better. I did, and her makeup was very soft. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really pretty on her. And I like how when Blair was queen, everyone wore headbands. Now that Jenny's queen, we all wear faux, mo- edgy, faux leather edgier, yeah. moto jackets. I appreciate that. Me too. I know we were making fun of her, but I liked Vanessa's brown suede jacket with her cheetah bag with yeah. the tassels that she was. Very cute. Mm-hmm. I liked P- Padge's flannel shirt. He wears a lot of flannel. Blair's gray dress with the black flowers on it. I liked that. I liked her rose necklace. Yeah, very pretty. I liked Lily's green gem earrings. She's so beautiful. Serena's navy pea coat with the gold studs. I lived for this jacket. So good. Ugh. So good. I must have one Trey Hill on the brain because I wrote Brooke's dress. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's so funny is because you yelled out at Blair. You're like, Brooke. I did? Yeah, you didn't See? Even- <laughs> That's what I'm saying. What the hell? That's like a lapse in judgment. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So why didn't you correct me? No, because I thought it was funny. I was like, and then I didn't realize. I was like, did she say that? She no, I did because that. I wrote it down. I think it's so funny. I mean, I wrote Blair also, but I wrote Brooke in that one. <laughs> That's really funny. I love it. I like Serena's brown top that she wore to work. Like that silky mm-hmm. with the leggings. Yeah, we like that too. Uh, I really love Jenny's cotillion dress. Me too. So beautiful. Fashion forward. And Lily's cotillion dress. Yeah, she looks beautiful. Eric's bow tie in pocket square. <laughs> I really like that. Uh, how about Jenny's gloves oh my god they give me actually like the chills thinking about I, them they creep me out it's like they're long thimbles so if you guys didn't notice jenny was wearing they were leather weren't they i don't know what the fuck they, they were They were gloves but they only came to your joint on your fingers like that last joint so it covered not even half of her hand it just covered her fingers they were so bizarre. Like I don't think I've ever seen those type of gloves before. Thimbles. Long and I thimbles. would never wear it myself because what's the purpose of just making your fingers warm? Creepy. Yeah. Sean, our buddy Sean in the chat has something to say about the gloves. You know, he, what he, he feels hates about the gloves. gloves. <laughs> but they were something to be recognized. They were just bizarre. Yeah. Uh Tish wants to know why Chuck's robe even has a pocket square. Well. Because it's Chuck. Because it's Chuck. <laughs> yeah. All right, quotes. I resent the comparison to that man whore. Underneath that smile is a killer. You have your father's natural rhythm. 
It's the Sopranos, but with bagels. I love that one. But I'm a better person than you are. Eric, so good. Are you ready to be queen or do I need to find a new frog? This is not like your wedding day. Cotillion only happens once. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, Jenny from Brooklyn. These are probably the last people in New York that think you matter. Mm. That's true. Little Vanderwoodson, I'm impressed with your talents. He's sort of this year's you. I love that quote. Jess said she liked your era's over and so is that headband. And also, nobody puts Jenny in a corner now that she's having the time of her life. (laughs) 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 Love it. Dirty Dancing references. All right. MVP and shittiest? I don't know. Mine were the same as most people. So I guess I was on sort of the right track. It was hard for me to pick an MVP this week, to be honest. I have my MVP. Okay. Um, Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Rufus. Oh, Rufus. That's a good choice. I almost chose Chuck. Yeah. But I didn't, obviously. Yeah, it's all right. (laughs) Uh, Rufus, he's just very sweet, very supportive of Jenny during Cotillion. She was also, I don't, I can't tell if she's being sweet to Rufus and Lily at Cotillion or if she's hiding it and being the manipulative teenager Mm. because they, they go to support her and she's like, I love you guys or thank you, you know, and I also just appreciated him at the end where he's like, I don't get how all this works. Yeah. And that's me yeah. every week with Gossip Girl. Totally. He's like, I don't get this realm. You guys are just yeah. beyond me. I chose Chuck just as Mike, Jess, Tish, and Vic chose Chuck. Uh, we all could agree that he meddled for the right reasons again in this episode. Like, Yeah, he did. Fixing Blair and Serena again, even though it's not his job to do it. But I like how relaxed he's become. Like, Nate and him had the lost weekend. The girls are around, and he's just, like, drinking his espresso in the morning with his robe with the pocket square. And he had, he's like, hey, Blair. He's like an old man. Right. We And we made a comment about that. It's just so funny. Yeah. It's really funny to me. I mean, he's kind of been that way always, but so much more in this season. He's just really relaxed. He's just not as gross. Yeah, which is good. It's very good. very good. Very good. Okay. Uh, And Jess gave a blue ribbon to Nate for helping Jenny. Yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Shittiest. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Three, Three, two, one, Eric. Okay. Love that because I had Jess, Tish, and Vic all pick Eric. And just like me, Mike picked Jenny. So, Eric, Mm -hmm. we're used to Jenny being shitty. So true. Eric, what's going on? He stooped. What's going on? I was with you, and now the more I talk about it, I'm not with you. I can't get behind this. And the fact that you want to continue, I'm worried. He's he's setting himself up to fail, pretty much. He really is, because all he's going to do is use, what's her name, Kira? Kira. Mm -hmm. Eric. Right. And you don't even have Jonathan anymore? So it's just him and Kira against Dude, the world. <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, he's. it's not going to end well for him. And really, it's not going to end well for Jenny if she keeps treating people like this. Well, Jenny's She's just... being absolutely awful. Yeah, but I Blair hate that she people, shoved Kira. She does. And I don't like Blair for those reasons, too. You know, this makes her, makes both of them extremely unlikable. Yeah, the difference is, though, I mean, I know Blair and Serena's relationship was always on off, but they always had each other's backs for yeah, the most part. And they the are part. best friends. Jenny doesn't have a best friend. 
She doesn't. She had Eric. Yeah, but... She treats him like shit. And then makes and forces Eric to treat others like shit, I guess. So, yeah, it's not a good situation. But you chose Jenny for obvious reasons. I chose her for those reasons, yeah. Yeah. Just very childish, but again... You have to remember, she is a teenager. so And she's queen. And she's queen. And all she really knows is this Upper East Side life now. She didn't get as much time being a Brooklyn Knight than Dan did. So she's like, oh, this is all I know, really. And I'll look at all the other girls in my school. It's probably easier for Dan to get by because the girls are probably way worse. Yeah, oh, for sure. So she has to be really competitive. And so for her to get this queen position, it's like, oh, my God. It just sucks because there was a Jenny at a time. I was we like, really oh, I don't want to. No, but not only that, but I don't want to rule like that. Right. I'm not going to be the Blair. And then Blair and Chuck had to be like, you were born to rule. It's like, fuck you guys are planting those thoughts. Yeah, they were the ones that pretty much pushed her yeah. to do that. Yeah. That way. So, sucks. All right, patron of the week. Yes. Yay. It's patron of the it's week. It's patron of the week. It's patron of the week. Who will it be? It's patron of the week. This patron I have never chose by herself. Her name is Carmen. She's fairly new to the network. We are so thrilled to get to know you. We appreciate you supporting us, reaching out to us taking our polls on our Patreon page. I called her Carmen Chameleon. Yes. We just, I like that song. Yeah. I don't really like that song, but I, when I heard her name Carmen, I was like, come on, come come Right. And then something. I was singing Carmen San Diego. Carmen San Diego. Yeah. Either way. We have some birthdays to announce this week. Yeah. We just want to say a very happy birthday to Rihanna, whose birthday was last week. Yes. And a very happy birthday to Mike Who's yesterday? Well, if you're listening on Patreon, it's now. Hello, yeah. Mike. <laughs> happy birthday. But those are two of our patrons, and we just want to wish you a very happy birthday yes, this month. Our August babies. All right, Michelle. Next week is uh from this week, not as not as strange for sure, but some funny moments in there. The title is The Last Days of Disco Stick. Yeah. <laughs> of disco stick? Bizarre, yeah. Okay. Maybe one of my three gossip words will make more sense to you now. Okay. My three gossip words are... Three gossip words. Cabaret. Crush. Gaga. <laughs> Her face. Is Lady Gaga coming on the show? Maybe. Does she make a cameo? Mm, maybe. Oh, I don't want to ruin anything. No, I know. <laughs> okay, so cabaret. Maybe we're gonna go into Chuck's club and lounge and speakeasy. So we're gonna revisit that. Mm-hmm. Even though I still don't understand how we were able to have the party with the liquor license, but whatever. Yeah. We'll just ignore that. And a crush. So Serena has a crush on Trip. And so I think this is going to be more – I think the tension is going to build. I don't know if Trip will actually make a move. Make a move. Or we're going to open up to them just, like, making out. Okay. Oh, boy. Yeah. And Gaga – hey, Lady Gaga's coming. I'm just going to throw <laughs> it out there and maybe a cabaret performance. Okay. That would be insane if they got Gaga on this show. Yeah. I only- or an impersonation of Gaga. Hmm. 
This was like the year of Gaga, pretty much. It was like 2008, 2009 that she like hit the tr- the charts. So boys are yelling upstairs. Yeah. But okay. Okay. Good predictions. Thanks. Who do you think is Gossip Girl? <laughs> I know. I'll go with Jonathan. Oh, he does know the dirt. He knows the dirt. It was a lot about Cotillion this episode. Yeah. Even though Jonathan was like, whoa, you played me? I don't know. I think someone tipped him off. I'm going to go with Jonathan. Okay. Tish thinks that it's all of Jenny's minions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could see that, too. working together. Sure. Yeah. All right. That is where we end the episode. It was definitely an interesting one. Did I promise? Did my did my promises uphold? Of course. Okay. Because- 100%. I was expecting, I think, worse, actually. There was you had no inkling of anything. How would I no, predict a threesome? Not that, you, not that you would predict that, but did you have any suspicions of what maybe I could be talking to, or no. any sort of situation where no. it would be weird? No, nothing. You had no expectations. Nothing. Okay. Well, I'm glad then. Because yeah, your words were great. After looking back, fantastic. Yeah, thank, you. thank you so much. But. Yeah, no, I could not have predicted that until when they were sitting on the floor. And I was like, oh, no, it's yeah. going to happen. I was like, I wonder if she's going to realize because this pairing has been together this whole episode. And then off mic, I did mention to her that it really the cringy part has nothing to do with Jenny. So I was like, oh, shit, it's really just Cotillion or them. Like, that's it. So I'm like, I wonder if she's going to catch on to what I mean. <laughs> yeah. But really, nobody in the chat. And you didn't no. catch on until literally the moment that it was going to happen. I also hope we get the father situation. I know. But I always hope that, so. Yeah. Well. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to reach out to us, please do so at 3 Gossip Girls Pod. On all social media accounts, if you want to send us an email, we have a Gmail account as well. You can head over to ittakes3network.com if you'd like to see some of our bonus goodies. If you want to hear Michelle's reaction to said threesome, it will be up on Patreon. You know what? I'll make this public for everyone. I'll give you guys a little treat. So you can head over to patreon.com slash ittakes3network or ittakes3network.com and it will be there for everyone to listen to. It's pretty great in my opinion it's like brings me back to the old days where we did audio commentary (laughs) it was fun um but we will talk to you guys next week hopefully i got my sister in here if you're listening to her now or you did that was great if not i will definitely bring her in next week i absolutely promise we'll be we'll be there uh all right see ya you know you love us xoxo gossip Gossip Girls. girls